Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. Get Fit Radio is what you are listening to. Marcus Smith here from Inner Fight Gym. My name is James Pikeway, and for the next hour, it is all about fitness. Your fitness. And, and yours. How's yours? You know what? Mine's going okay. Running man. <laughs> Although this week, uh, I haven't started my uh, routine yet because time oh, yeah. has purely killed me. So I've only been doing some floor exercises. How many plates are you spinning? <laughs> That's it. That's that's what yeah, they say, isn't it? Yeah. Can't spin too many plates. Yeah, yeah way too many. Got you. You lost me there for a yeah, second. Yeah, I know. I was thinking, I'm, I'm well, sharp. Nah, I'm nah, sharp. Yeah, you're sharp. Sometimes. You're very sharp. Not very so often. So this though. is so this is always this is that inevitable problem is how yeah. do you balance your time and the running takes up a bit of time and I just couldn't get out yesterday as planned. Yeah. And I'm not. I didn't get out this morning. So it, again, it's body weight exercises and stuff. But you're doing something. Yeah, I'm doing something. Yeah. So I'm good. But I I wish I was doing more. So yeah. that's that's the problem. I think that's that's one of the keys as well. And one thing I want to sort of encourage people how to how to get away from being too busy to train because a lot of the time it's one of the first things that gives. What I want to encourage people to do is actually put their training into their calendar pretty much first. Yeah. I know I understand that you might have to work 9 to 5 and that's maybe not very negotiable for a lot of people, but the stuff that you do around that, the socializing you do, yes. the extra stuff that you do, that should come second to your health and fitness. Because remember, your health and fitness is going to enable you to enjoy all those other things. That's so, the catch-22. Catch-22. Is that by not doing some of that movement, by not doing those exercises, yeah. you start to feel a little more sluggish, you start yes. to feel guilty, yeah. and your your whole system gets yep. out of whack because so you you're in- used to doing those things. And you don't enjoy that time that you may be spending with friends or, or yeah. family, maybe even going to the movies because you're constantly thinking, oh, I should have really run this morning, but I had to go and finish something off in the garden and yeah. now I've already committed to this. So I really, really encourage people, one of the first things, I encourage everyone to plan sort of a week ahead at least with their training, if not two weeks, yeah. and just put that in the calendar first. I, I understand there's going to be some non-negotiables like going to work or travel that you have to do. Once they're in, the next thing that should come in is is your training and yeah. or family time. Family time is obviously quite important as well. But, you know, to, to fit in three hours of training a week is not that difficult. But no. when you start spinning all these other plates at the same time, social engagements, relaxation, extracurricular stuff, yeah. there's just too many plates. And always the first one that gives, in my experience, is training. So here's the thing that I can't figure out. And I'm throwing this challenge out to all of our employers. And I know you've got all sorts of things on your minds. You've got VATs. You've got retention you've got new employees yes. you've got ends of year the list goes on and on and on and on and on yeah employers are so keen to fill us up with things to do yes how much time are they thinking about the mental and physical well-being of their employees yeah. beyond the book well-being the job yeah. well-being yeah and we're, we're so willing to plan in professional development in terms of getting more training on the computer yes. or getting more training in sales what about the professional development on a weekly basis in health and well-being? Yeah, I think I think you've just raised a really important point, James. And through my experience, obviously, through running my own businesses as well, I, I kind of sometimes feel myself going into that situation. Like you get an employee that's good and you know that they can do A, B, and C, and then they show that they're actually getting better at new tasks 
Yes. So you want them to grow. You want them to be motivated. So you just you, you're almost in a situation where if you're not careful, you're adding and adding and adding tasks to them. So they go from maybe the first few weeks when they're when they're with you to not looking super busy to just being absolutely swamped nine to five or nine nine six every day. And what's that doing to the employee? What we've done actually since the start for all of the staff that work for us on the front desk, for all the staff that work for us in the office as well, across both businesses, across Inafi and across Smith Street Paleo, they, one of their KPIs, which is linked to their annual increment, is that they work out three times a week in my time, so in, in, in work time. I don't ask them to do it outside of work. So two o'clock on a Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday for one hour, and it, it's longer than that actually because they work out for an hour and then they need to have a shower, they need to recover, and if yeah. they've worked out hard enough, they're actually pretty useless for the rest of that afternoon because they're <laughs> absolutely knackered. But I've given them that time three days a week where they have to do it. If they don't what's do What's the return? I mean, okay, you're a fitness company in that, but what's the return on investment that you feel uh, you're getting it, from them? It's phenomenal. Um, you, you start with morale. They're, yeah. they're, they, they sh- it shows that we care about them and that we care about their health. So their morale and their, their feeling, their emotion to the business increases. Their productivity also goes up as well. And, you, you, you know, you, you look at some of the employees that came to us and the physical state that they were in when they first arrived compared yeah. to what they're in now, they're able to work a lot better. They're really? Ge- yeah, of course, because they're, they're a lot fitter. And they're also able, they're also, they're sort of, they drive and they they come in energized every morning because they're into health and fitness. Yeah, we're a health and fitness business. Yes, we're the Smith Street Paleo. But you're also about making business. some cash. You're also about yeah, bottom line. Exactly. Got, as you said, you've got yes. KPIs. So you're a business. If you think about that, I have up to in in that section of staff that you know that they it's in my time. I'm paying for it. We have 12 staff that work out three times a week for it blocks out. I have to block out an hour and a half of their schedule. Yeah. So that's actually quite a lot of time. If you worked out the monetary value, if, if you're really shrewd about it and, and business-like about it, you worked out the monetary value of what it's costing me to put them through that training, it's actually quite a, a chunk of cash that I'm losing. Yeah. But the flip side, the positiveness is absolutely huge. They're also, and this is where I think there's quite a big disconnect in a lot of businesses, uh, and, and that's that's it was sort of the second motivation. I wanted them to fully understand what our business is all about. So it, it's all very well asking someone to, to work on a brand, be it a car brand, be it a fitness brand, even be it a fast food brand. But if they don't completely understand the product and if they're not completely bought into the product, then their chances of delivering passion to that firm and to that product every day is dramatically reduced. Mm. Whereas when they start to understand it, when they feel it, and in fitness, obviously, when they start to feel the benefit, yeah. their love for the brand and for the business and for what they're coming to work to do every day shoots through the roof. So this is this is all a good thing then. <laughs> Wonderful. So this is this is clearly, and you're showing by example. Yeah. Marcus Smith, by the way, Interfight Gym, Interfight.com. My name is James Pikeway. This is Get Fit Radio. Marcus Smith is demonstrating how a business can indeed incorporate that health side yep. into that working schedule of employees. And you look on the on the, on the flip side, on another side of it, James. If you track the number of sick days my employees have, yeah. it is absolutely negligible. It's virtually really? zero. Really? 
Really? It's, it's virtually, virtually zero. A girl, it is quite funny, the girl that's head of marketing was actually not feeling great today. She she's had a cough yesterday and actually I picked something up off her table and it was the cough mixture thing and I went and washed my hands straight away. I said, I don't want you in here if, if, if you've got a cough. And it, she's worked for me for 18 months and it's the first time I think she's had to, I sort of told her to stay at home today and, and work from home. So the, the amount of sick days that you have with your employees is absolutely negligible. And of course, every sick day costs you something as well. So you, you can go through and you can do that analysis, like say three days a week, an hour and a half each time, what it's actually physically costing you. But yeah. the benefits as well, how do, you, how do you put a price on employee happiness? How do you put a price on employee health, which then leads to their productivity within yeah. the workplace it's it's very hard to quantify that so yeah it, it's not just because we're a fitness business either when when i was when i was working at adidas when i was working in nike i'm managing sales teams there i was always very keen on the the well-being of the employees mainly because i'm into health and fitness as well but yeah. that's because i'm into it and i understand and i know the benefits of it so actually to want to get that onto the employees i manage sales teams if you if you're in a sales team you need energy yeah you, you, need, you need to be out there you need to be yeah. going you need to be excited exactly if and you're not if you're, you're not, not if you're feeling down about yourself plus if you're not in good shape as well and it, it's an absolute true story like one one guy came to me at nike wanted a job young guy and he's a little bit overweight i said i'm going to give you a job because i think you've got some a little bit of grunt about you yeah and i think you'll go out and get it done but within the first six months this is your target weight goal if you haven't hit it in six months you lose your job he hit it. He had awesome energy. He, he looked the part yeah. because that's one of the things as well. You sort of need to look the part. And it, it doesn't matter. Just because you wear a suit and work in finance, you don't have to look overweight. That's just a sort of you know how yeah. that industry has developed a lot, not all finance people. But uh, I, I think that's super important as well. No matter what field you're in, the energy that you're going to have for the business is just going to shoot through the roof, and you know you're 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 also a, te- a teacher. You're you're educating people. If you're up there and you're delivering a lot of energy and passion into what you're doing, you the response of your students is just going to be insane compared to yeah. you just getting up and you're tired and you're lethargic. And if you don't bring energy to the room when you teach, you're you're not going to deliver good grades to your students. And I'm sure you're probably measured on you know. How well your students do, you yeah, know, it's, it's, it's not a joke. It's the same if we're on the radio and this is Get Fit Radio. Uh-huh. Oh, big so yawns dry. are coming out as uh, as folks are driving home. Yeah, it's like, going, These guys <laughs> are absolutely <laughs> deadly. Yeah, so it is, it is this sort of massive flow of energy that just goes all the way through and actually starts like the source of it is in our physical training. So, so the point of all this is every company should be thinking about the physical well-being as part of their bottom line. And if you, have, if you have questions about how to do that, get in touch with Marcus. It's that simple. Yes. Winning at innerfight.com. He'll there walk you go. through his strategy yeah. and how it works. And, and I, it's not the perfect one, but it's kind of working. And, and I'm pretty sure whether you're selling widgets or cars or fitness or food, there is a way to build your program around any company. And in the end, yep. as you said, cuts down on sick days, People are feeling good about themselves, yeah. and boom, it's that simple. Absolutely. Wondering what you're listening to? Well, it's Get Fit Radio. Marcus Smith joining us from Interfight Gym. My name's James Pikeway. More to come. This is the definitive hour of fitness stuff as you choke on your water. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Marcus Smith joining us yeah, from Interfight Gym. Not normally that charged. It must have been the last segment there. <laughs> we are talking fitness, and I, I just want to share quickly with you, it's becoming the Fitbit show. Vincent Lamoureux was in town a, a, a couple weeks ago. They've got a new Fitbit out. These guys are like a machines as far as bringing out new technology. And I was actually kind of impressed with the new tracker that they've got. It's called the Versa. And what's interesting about the Versa is unlike the Ionic and the uh, Ionic Adidas and all these things, which are, are pretty large, they've got the GPS tracker built in and all that kind of gizmo widgetry. The Versa is actually has been designed a little bit more with women in mind, and they've built in some of the tracking, some of the tracking uh, tools into the app as well, based on the Versa that we're talking women's menstrual cycles, etc., that can also play a role in their training. Wow. And and the look of the, the the tracker is much slimmer, a little bit more square. It does not have built-in GPS, so they've been able to slim it down a little bit. Right. Has the rest of the goodies on it, but not the GPS. So you it, it really does look a little bit more like an Apple Watch. You know, it, it, you know, it does have that square look. It does yeah. have a little bit more of an Apple Watch look to it. It's a little bit smaller. It's a little bit more slim. They've got a, a few different colors Comes that go in with nice it. Nice colors in peach. Yeah, one of them there. I think it has a little bit more of a feminine look. Although yes. it it does look good on a guy's wrist. Yeah. But it's it's very much a different beast. And and really, they are aiming it a little bit more towards the the female market and marketing it that way. Interesting though, from a coach and performance point of view that it wouldn't have any gps capability so, so what what they're doing What's with that, that and about? i and we asked about that yeah and, and it's still that upsets me. it's still apps in so if you're out jogging if you're out doing stuff and you've got your phone it still does app in with your phone so you, right. you've got to have it connected to a device yeah, yeah. in order to get that gps functionality so if you're out doing the running stuff Unless it's connected into a device, you're not going to get that. I'm mapping. a massive supporter of Fitbit. Yeah. I'm a massive supporter of these you devices. You wouldn't buy for that. But I would not buy nor recommend. That's how so, we're an unbiased opinion on these so things as well. For you, where, it, yeah. where it's heading to is is you're they're aiming the Ionic at you. They're not aiming this yeah, device at you. Yeah, of course. But it, it, it is the same. And I think this is where this marketplace is yeah. quite crowded at the moment. Yeah. That, you know, we, we'll get... For example, I'll have a client come that wants either some endurance coaching or some online coaching, a little yeah. bit of a, a little bit more holistic, where we'll write gym programs for them, we'll send them out to do some runs, and they'll already be using a device yeah. which they've either you know they've either invested in or they've um, they've been gifted. Yeah. And one of the things that is is well, there's two things that are key. Integration is key. Right. So the GPS is the big piece. And GPS. Yeah. So integration as far as in, like the, some of these devices that are coming out now have their own app, their own yes. software that doesn't integrate with other bits of software. Yeah. That is a little bit frustrating for for it, it's good if you're in that app and that's your whole world. Right. And they're up to date. But what I'm also seeing as well is that some of the shall we say lesser brands of these wearables yeah. are not putting a lot of resources into the development of their app. They're getting an app that can do so much and there isn't a lot of integration as well. By integration, we mean being able to push the data to places like Strava. Which is one of the things I love about the Fitbit. Which but, Fit, Fitbit does, yeah. But I agree with you on by removing the GPS yeah. feature, it makes it slender, it makes it a little bit smaller, yes. it makes it a little bit more manageable. But 
for me, that's yeah. a key piece of data. It's a key piece. And I don't necessarily want to run with yeah. my phone all the time and have yeah. everything connected up. It, that, that was my point. So the second, aside from integration, the second thing that I'm seeing is that people have been out and bought them. And, you know, this one's $200. So $200, almost, you know, eight, seven, 800 dirhams. Yeah. No GPS capability. So it's still quite a bit of money you've yeah. already spent, but you're missing could be integration or could be the second function there, the, the GPS. So, you so it's do, got integration but doesn't have GPS. So yeah. you got to make a choice. You do, you do have to make a, a, a choice, James. And I think that's one of the things like with, with all of these things, you start out with, oh, no, I just want it to do this. Yeah. Like what do you – like? What, what's a watch for? Well, watch is primarily for telling the time. Okay, but if I can have it read your heart rate, if I yeah. can have it tell you how fast you go, if I can have it, you know, like it, my watch is telling me how many steps I've done. My, You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's now telling me all of this data. And am I using all of that data? No, but is it maybe nice to have because at some stage I might, I might jump into a program or get a little bit serious in a certain area of sport where actually those functions are there and i'm not saying you need to go from buying an 800 dirham device to buying a three and a half thousand dirham device which they are out there but if you take i think garmin for example have a device at the moment and and also the 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 fitbit is and polar 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 also have a device that's probably it's probably about 50 percent more expensive so you're probably looking about 1200 maybe double the price maybe 1500 dirhams which i know is a lot of money but getting that the integrative pieces to it, yeah. the integrative features, and also to make sure you've got GPS is is going to make you happy in the long run. I guess it becomes a balancing act, right? And trying yeah. to figure out, okay, what am I using this device for? Am I using it for tracking? Am I using it for the app features? Yes. Do I need that GPS? Do I know it? And I, and I think this becomes that big element. And here's, here's the challenge is you might not need the GPS this week. You might yeah. not need it this year. But what about next year? That's what I was going to say. You, so, you maybe have to think like two or three yeah. years down, down the road or 18 months down the road. And maybe you say, I'll buy a new one in 18 months. Yeah. Another thing that's, that also would be the sort of third on my list is I'm still seeing a lot of variance between uh, wrist heart rate data collection yeah. and actual chest strap heart rate data collection. And that's where I think that we, we're really... And I'd actually love to speak. I might actually just grab someone from, from Fitbit, one of these guys for, for, for the InnoFight podcast, because this is something we're seeing a lot of these devices now sold as wrist heart rate monitoring. Yeah. And I just see, because I've checked and I've got both watches, I've got a Garmin that has wrist heart rate and I've got a Garmin that hasn't. And I, I use them every single day. And there's a lot of, maybe I'm not wearing it properly, yeah. but, uh, there's, the data is not really accurate. And also, I've had athletes or clients that have used wrist data, and then I've managed to persuade them to get a chest strap, which, again, is a little bit of an investment, although yeah. a, lot of yeah. these, a lot of these wearables come as a bundle as well. Sure. But then they'll go over to a chest strap and accuracy, or the difference in reading is huge, and yeah. that means more accuracy. You gotta so, check your device. You gotta yeah. check how but it's this working. this one, fair play, Fitbit. You've you've gone yeah. for the you've gone for the female market. It's very sleek. We'll, we will see how it all plays out. And um, it's also it's got that uh, which which is quite new, and I think Fitbit are some of the leaders. It's got the uh, music integration yeah. as well, yeah. which is which yeah. is quite cool. Phone free music. Yeah, it's apps, kind of coaching. It's kind of neat. One of the things that, that is... I think for me, that's one of the, the things that I, I think where Fitbit is starting to dis- distinguish itself is with the app coaching bit. Yeah. So that when you go into that gym, 
You're in, and I, I look at it and say, home gym, or you're in your apartment gym, and you're saying, yeah. what am I gonna do? And you're not looking at all the machines. You just want to do the body weight workout. Yeah. By going into the app, it constantly updates. Yeah. And gives you new workouts. And I love it. it. You know, it's planking, it's squats, yeah. it's just working you through a 20 minute, 30 minute. And routine. it's just easy, right? You yeah. know, I see, I see some people go into gyms or into in right in, into gyms, whether it's a bigger gym or whether it's a small sort of gym in the building and they'll have an iPad and they're trying to follow it and yeah. they're trying to, you know, they're, they're, they're hitting the screen and then they're fast forward and they're rewinding and stuff. I think just having it on a device, I was super impressed what I, what, what I saw on, on, on your Fitbit yeah. there as well. You know, that it's actually, it's a color screen. You yep. can see exactly what the person's doing. You can mimic it as well. And I think there's a, there really is a lot to be said for what, what was launched. It was actually launched, I think, around eight to ten years ago of this sort of real-time wrist device right. coaching. I remember when I was in Adidas and they had... Adidas has been on this for a long time For a long well. time. I with, don't know what happened with that. With because, Polar. I think, yeah. I think it was called My Coach or I something. I think so. Yeah. I and, don't know what happened with that because they were like... The, they it, were leading I guess it, it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they had a very close partnership with Polar and... I guess they and realize was, they're not a technology company in that yeah. say they're they're a, they're a, a, a an attire yeah. and a mindset company. Yeah, so. it's probably. But yeah. one one thing that super impressed me during that is you just um, or, or when we saw that product initially is it linked with obviously with the Bluetooth headphones. Yeah. And you just you had the earphone in and maybe it was playing music and then just over the top of the music it'd go right take it up to five minutes a kilometer. Nice. And you'd sort of increase your speed to five minutes a kilometer. You'd go, good job. You're now at five minutes a kilometer. We're going to hold this for the yeah. next kilometer. And then it'd, it'd give you not annoying updates, but pretty regular updates, yeah. which actually are, are super good. Because as you know, James, I've, I've written a program for you. And I'd say, James, I want you to run at five minutes a kilometer for X amount of time. I'd like to have your you tell it, walking <laughs> me through it as I'm running. Okay. <laughs> Whack it up, James. Go. I can't. I don't think my uh, a lot of my coaching would be as politically correct as, as, as this real life. But the thing that uh, where I'm getting to is you're obviously always looking at, am I on the pace? Yeah. How long's to go? That's the annoying part of having yeah. these wrist things is I'm always looking at it. You're always looking at Constantly. it. Constantly. And I mean, you, you can set it up to, to do the intervals for you so yeah. you can pre... That's this beautiful thing. I, d I don't know how many watches, but on, definitely on my watch, you can pre-program yeah. it. So I'm going to do 1K with one minute off. And I can pre-program 10 sets of that. But I still, if you tell me that I need to run at 5 minutes K, I'm still checking and checking. Whereas this real-time in-your-ear coaching is actually super yeah. awesome because it's like, yeah, you're on it. You've got 500 meters to go. You just need to slow down or you just need to speed up. Yeah. It tells you to slow down, yeah. obviously, because you're going too fast. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, super. I mean, we have spent in the last few weeks, Man, we spent a, we're lot, talking of a lot of time. wearables. If yeah. you know, and if there's other companies who want to fire them over our way to get a look at, yeah. we're more than happy to talk about yours as well. One last thing about Adidas and, and Fitbit. They did partner with an Ionic uh, a special edition from Adidas that has an Adidas app on it. That gives oh, you right. gives you stretching and other warm up Super and cool nice. down routines. So yeah. they've put it all together and again using the screen and and whatnot. So maybe uh, they're they're exploring going down this road again with uh, partners. Well, it makes sense in yeah. a way, but I think Fitbit has proven how you can be a standalone brand in this area. Fitbit does not do anything else. Garmin, Garmin have been a, a GPS brand for a long time. Right. They're leveraging. But yeah. what's happening with Fitbit, they've come to the market. They started off with a tracker. How many steps are you going to do? Yeah. And now they're at devices. Yeah. I want to know the other thing I like, and this, this might appeal to you, is they have an open API, which means you could go program and make an Interfight app yes. for Very the Fitbit. Cool. Which yeah. that 
you know, when I look at the Marcus Smith stretching routines and stuff, and I think the Inner Fight app, mm, you can put that on Fitbit. Yeah. And I'm sure they've got a lot of users now. They do. Good on you, Fitbit. There well we done. Go. Yeah. <laughs> this is Get Fit Radio, by the way. Marcus Smith joining us from Inner Fight Gym. My name's James Pikeaway. More fitness coming. Marcus Smith standing across from me. We're talking fitness. This is Get Fit Radio. My name's James Pikeaway. Last week at this time, we were we were really helping Anne work through Which some of her awesome. dilemmas, yeah. and she came back to us with uh, a lot of comments. She was listening to the show. In fact, I'm sure she's listening this evening, as are so many people who are intent on how they can feel better. They're now all going to go out and find the wearable that works for them. But she, I want to just follow up with Anne because she was talking about you know a 40ish woman like so many guys as well, yeah. desk bound trying to, to get in better shape and she filled us in a little bit more she said uh, the reason she wants to get in shape for november it's her 50th birthday yeah absolutely awesome and that's why if folks remember she wanted to lose 50 pounds by yeah. november and, and we asked the question why november and and she goes on and you know she says look i don't look my weight um i feel better about myself and maintain my i've maintained my health for a long time then she goes on to say i slowly gained this weight since i moved to dubai yeah. and uh you know and i really want to feel fit and get my energy levels back again i prefer to exercise alone rather than go to a group fitness class and uh like as i'm uh, conscious of my extra weight at present i'm five seven uh, and you know, and a health app on my phone tells me my ideal weight is 137, 137 pounds, which means 50 pounds need to be lost. Although I think I'd be comfortable and overjoyed at 144 pounds, which seemed to be stable weight for a few years back. I have a sweet tooth, which doesn't help, and have a habit of reaching for sugar to boost my energy when stressed, specifically at work. Although I do restrict any temptation to dark chocolate now and and she's gone on so the one why i, I say all this is following yeah, up because background. we we did talk about you know getting into either a routine a, a class but you, yeah. you know doing something three times a week put that hour in even if that's at home but i what what struck me in her message was she's using the weight scale which okay yeah. that's fine yeah but the weight scale doesn't give you an accurate picture of where you are yeah. with respect to your body and your fitness requirements. Yeah, absolutely. And then it, it's a very good point. There's, there's a couple of interesting points that have jumped out. Let, let's hit that one first, James, is that, yeah, if you, if you did lose 50 pounds, I'd want that 50 pounds to be of fat. Yeah. What I often see is that when people jump into something like this, they might actually lose quite a decent amount, like 20 or 30% of their weight loss could actually be muscle as yeah. well. So essentially what happens, and it's, it's, it's quite a gruesome sort of way to look at it, but you're a big blob at the moment, you're just going to be a smaller blob. Whereas if you're a big blob at the moment, let's get rid of all the blobbiness so that you become a smaller, but you become a muscular version you have the muscle we're not trying to build any muscle here we're not yeah. going to make you bulky you're not going to look like arnie he took years like that it's actually yeah. that's actually something that it comes around and time and again is that you're never going to look like arnie like yeah everyone, you're never going to work everyone like is scared that they're going to look like that but that's six hours a day and that's <laughs> exactly. eating some wicked food so what we're trying to do is we're trying to take you from this big blob 
instead of to a small blob, we're trying to get just get rid of the blobbiness yeah. and actually show that you have these lovely muscles that you do have under. So it's important that when we're looking at weight loss, we're looking at fat loss and we're looking to maintain the muscle levels that we have in our body and we don't want them to drop too much. Yeah. That is the key because a lot of people, what's going to happen is you're going to lose 40 or 50 pounds and you're still going to look messy. You're going to be sloppy. Your body is not going to be in good shape because you've lost muscle and you've still got too much fat in your body. So that's the first thing that is, is super important. Another thing as well here, and I'm seeing this more and more and more, and I know it's a massive, massive, massive topic, not only in adults, but in kids as well. She, Anne says, I prefer to exercise alone rather than yeah. go to group classes and the like as I'm conscious of my extra weight at present. Guys, girls, boys, adults, whoever you are, go to the gym, just be free. Yeah. I no have, one cares. This nobody is cares. Everyone is fighting something. Everyone's on a yeah. journey. I have people coming to my gym that are overweight, that are taking their shirt off, that are just, you know, and it's absolutely fine. Everyone's there to get better. No one's going to look down on you. If people, if you do feel that people look down on you, go somewhere that people don't. You'll find, especially in Dubai, there's different communities that are super, super supportive. The power of group exercise, of something like CrossFit or just a group exercise class, a group walk around a park or something like that, is so powerful and it's going to make sure you commit and you continue to commit because you know that when that alarm goes off at 5.30 in the morning and you're supposed to be there at 6 o'clock, yeah. you've got 10 people waiting for you. You cannot underestimate that power. Don't care how you are now. Care that in six months' time when you've lost these 50 pounds, you're going to look like an absolute hero. That's what. There that's the reality. And I think people, you know, we, we had a workout on the beach the other week Saw those pictures on Instagram. Muhammad Al-Kasmi that used yeah. to be 235 kilos is now about 135 or 125 kilos. Lost 100 kilos. Has like it's it's brutal because the body the skin just doesn't go back. The fat goes yeah. and 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 it's so he's got he's got he's got some stretch marks. He's, he's got, got some some, some marks, hanging got some, skin. A lot of hanging skin. And he's on the beach and he's got his shirt off and he's working out next to a guy who's got seven percent body fat. Yeah. And he doesn't care. Yeah. What he cares about is that he's on his journey and his focus is for the next week to lose another two kilos because he wants to get down to 90. There so, we go. You know, it's, you, you have to – and I know it's very easy for me to, to sit here on the show and to get fired up about it and to say this is what you should be doing, this is what you should be feeling. And I know in reality people do look a bit different, but just forget it. Just focus on you. Stop caring about what other people think and take advantage of strong group fitness and strong community-based fitness to help you reach your goals. It makes life so much easier and actually so much better. I also think, going back to the weight scales, get on a body analysis machine. I mean, they're, they're all over the place. I, I've seen them for, from as high as you know 100 durhams to stand on to 25 yeah. durhams and all the same machines, so shop around. You know, you, what a, walk us through what a body analysis machine actually does and how this can benefit someone who's on their fitness journey. Yeah, I think that's super important. A, a body analysis machine is that they, they do range in price, James. You're absolutely right. Obviously, the more expensive the machine, the more accurate the data. We have what's basically a clinical machine here at the gym and we, we actually just charge a nominal, nominal fee for the public to come in it's free for our members and there's a nom nominal fee of like 100 dirhams if you are just wanting to come in and check it but it, it's super accurate it's manufactured by one of the biggest sort of companies that that manufacture these machines what it's doing is it's sending 
radio frequencies through your hands, so there's hand pads, and also through your feet. It's then through that able to get data such as it can tell you how much proteins in your body, how much minerals are in your body, but most importantly, it knows, and these are the four measures that we look at. We look at your total weight, we look at how much of it is muscle, how much of it is fat, and how much of it is water. Yeah. And then we just measure from test to test. We obviously want the fat to go down, we want the muscle mass to stay the same, and we want your overall body weight to go down. We don't really care too much about the percentage of your body that's fat. This is another thing as well that a lot of the cheaper machines are only calculating how much of your body is fat as a percentage. If you go and drink two liters of water and you up your body mass with water, then actually your body fat percentage is going to go down straight away. So the yeah. only real, what I'd call hardcore, truthful way to measure your body fat is to measure it in kilos. So if your machine doesn't measure it in kilos, to me, it's not a good measurement. And mm. I will only focus with people on a measurement of kilos. So that's what we're looking for on a body, on a body analysis. Nutritionists, most nutritionists at clinics, hospitals have these machines. As I say, InBody is one of the, the bigger manufacturers in the world. That's the type of machine that we have. And it's a test that if you are on a weight loss journey, it depends. Obviously, if you're having to pay for that test, then I wouldn't suggest you do it every week. But if you are on a weight loss journey and you have a goal, which you, a reasonable goal on weight loss is to be able to lose one kilo of fat a week, then you Man, should... That's, pretty high. that's a pretty serious amount. That's yeah, almost two pounds. It's, it's, yeah, it's two pounds, 2.25 pounds yeah. a week. Um, most, most of the time, it's absolutely possible. And I would be getting your body analysis done if you're on a fat loss campaign or journey. Yeah. I would be getting that done at least once a month. It's okay. worth that investment. Your bathroom scales are so distorted. Yeah. And your little, you know, $100 uh, body analysis machine that gives you a little digital printout or yeah. something, it's also garbage. Like the machine I have here is 70,000 dirhams. Wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, you know, it's. It, and I remember a while back you had to take, you had to get sent back for recalibration. Yeah, and... we get it calibrated, we get it serviced. You know, there, there's a lot of things, you know, that. There's a lot of year, sensors, there's a lot of yeah, electronics. It's that like need to a car. Repaired. I mean, it's more expensive than a lot of cars, you know? Yeah. So we, we actually get it all and the software updates pretty much every year it gets a service which costs another fortune, but you know it gives us really <laughs> accurate data, which yeah. that's what people need, want, and deserve as well. So if you are after that, just make sure, and it, it loops all the way back to sort of where we started this with Anne, please lose the 50 pounds, but please make sure that it's fat and it's not muscle so that you actually look, you would look, you will look unreal when you lose 50 pounds of fat. You will look similar, but a smaller version of yourself if it's only... 30 pounds of fat and 20 pounds of muscle, and that yeah. would be very sad. There we go. Get Fit Radio is the program. Marcus Smith joining us from Interfight Gym. My name is James Pikeway. Questions coming up. This is Get Fit Radio question time. Of course, you can always get questions to us. Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae or fire them through to Interfight if you want. Winning at Interfight.com. We'll get them on the show. It's as simple as that. Uh, here's a question, Marcus. That we have had many, many, many times. And as I like to say to people, just because you haven't tuned in on the previous shows doesn't mean we're not going to answer your questions. Absolutely. And this one, you know, it's inevitable. And I, I sort of witness this on a weekly basis when I go and do my grocery shop. 
and I'm walking down the aisles or I'm walking the gauntlet to get into the grocery store, there is always a health food store or two or three yeah. that are selling protein powders. Yep. Question is, I'm being bombarded by protein supplements. What do we need to know? I know this is an often repeated topic. Can you jump in again? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's a topic that will never, ever uh, stop being asked, and I think it should never, ever stop being spoken about. We, we marketed at very well. They're, like we said there. Market know, hard. It, it's like <laughs> next to the grocery store, there's a nutrition store. Next to this store, there's a nutrition store. Yeah. And, and the it, people are wearing white jackets. They look official. They look official. They're selling me creamsicle whey protein <laughs> supplements. Creamsicle flavored. Unbelievable. What even is that? <laughs> but I think the point the point here is is that we've just been, we've been ambushed left and right by nutrition companies. It's a huge, huge huge business it's worth billions the supplement business how much of it is actually useful and how much of it as the general population as someone who has nine to five 2.4 children should we really be taking I, I got a number here just for the fun of it Stats. the estimated global worth of the nutrition and fitness sectors are you ready for it 3.7 trillion dollars the the nutrition side of things yeah. the nutrition sector 648 billion dollars unbelievable as of 2015 648 billion dollars i mean you can you can go a little bit more into that as well and you can have a look at the for example things like the health industry and these figures will absolutely blow your mind yeah. it, it it is it's it's, it's a crazy. business like, it is a business and it's you know, we're we're being told you need to take some of these supplements. They're going to help you. I I don't take any protein supplements, no. but I see a lot of people buying those big buckets. Yeah, and, and they're and not cheap either. <laughs> that was what I was going to say, James. They're damned expensive. You can end up spending quite a serious amount of money on it. So, what do you really need? Well, the the actual mature answer to that is you need to find out what you need. You need uh. to dig down into your body and figure out where you have deficiencies. The main way, there's two main ways of doing this. One main way is to do some blood paneling to see exactly. Let's so just go see a nutritionist, go see your doctor to and see find it, out. Yeah, or a functional medical medicine specialist, something like that, that is going to do some decent blood work on you. We're going to need to see some hormone profiling and see what you're deficient in. There's also a, a number of different food tests out there, which I'm a little bit, not skeptical of because they all sort of do what they say on the tin, but I think, you know, everyone goes and gets a food intolerance test done and they are, oh, I'm lactose intolerant. Like, we knew that before you went. Yeah. Because lactase, the enzyme for digesting dairy, stops working when we're young. Like, we knew that. It's nothing new. So there's a lot of things that everyone has the same of. And then there's, there's a lot of anomalies as well. So you can have a food intolerance test. It'll tell you what's not working very well. Another one that's great is a is a three day or a five day stool test, which is quite oh, okay. admin intense. Yeah. But it actually it's able to analyze your body over three to five days and really pick out what's working. Because what we're seeing there is what's coming out undigested. Yeah. So it'll tell you which enzymes in your body are actually not breaking the food down and where their deficiencies Super, super cool test. There's a company, I think it's in the UK, called Genova 
laboratories or something. They, they're one of the... And it, that's not super expensive either. When, when you look on the grand scheme of testing, it's yeah. about 1,800 dirhams. So it's not, it's not cheap, but it's not super expensive. So what we're doing... They're just a couple of different tests you can do. What we're doing there is we're establishing where we're at. Lots of people will say... Well, and this is the issue. People start going with all these supplements. They'll go with stuff. What's your base mark? What, they don't your, know. What They don't know. It's like, why are you taking protein? Because I'm working out. Yeah, but dude, you have like, you're getting 150 to 200 grams of protein from your diet. How much more protein do you want? Based on the fact that you can only digest 25 to 30 grams of protein per sitting. So actually having 60, 80, 100 grams in a shake, all that's happening is your body is having to excrete that, which is extra burden on your organs to get rid of it. So we really need to understand like what you're taking in at the moment, a full profiling of your diet and understanding where, if and where your deficiencies lie. It's not a case of like, not everyone needs vitamin C. Not everyone needs vitamin D, but a lot of people do. So you really need to understand if you have deficiencies, what they are, how bad they are, and then get proper advice to push, like to increase the levels of that. If you're deficient in vitamin C, a doctor will tell you you need this much vitamin C a day. And I think that's where we've got a big disconnect. The easiest thing is, and this is instead like, People are probably thinking, gee, that's a lot of work and it sounds like quite a bit of money so far. Well, it is. But go back to what I said before. If you're putting in additional protein and you're putting additional strain on your organs, actually, you think you're doing something good because you think you're being healthy taking a protein supplement that your body can't digest anyway because it's got whey in it, which is dairy, but you're putting more burden. So what then happens is you've bought a gym membership, you've bought all the latest Nike gear, you've now bought all the supplements, you've, so you're about 10,000 dirhams in the red already, and you feel terrible. The way that I suggested, you're probably only going to be about 3,000 dirhams in the red to get all these tests done, which actually you can probably claim on your health insurance anyway, and you're going to know what you need to develop optimal health. And that really is where it should come back to as well, James. We want people... As we were sort of saying earlier in the show, you want your employees to come to work fired up, that they enjoy what they're doing. We're spending yeah. a lot of time at our, work, our workplace. We're, we're striving for optimal health within the parameters that we're working in. We don't have a lot of professional athletes in the world. It's a very small percentage of the, the world's population that is actually getting paid for sport. All, all others of us are amateurs. We're, just, yeah. we're there for fun, you know, and we're there because we do fitness because we want to feel good because we want to spend good quality time, whether it's an engaging conversation like this or whether it's in the workplace or whether it's on the weekend. So we need to find the solution and the recipe that gives us optimal living. And I think a lot of the time people are just, they think that it's back to like a quick fix. Well, if I take this supplement, I'll feel better. If I take this, I'll feel better. I think if you do, and I listen to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of books on it, a lot of blind testing. So put people in a lab and you and I are, are, for example, racing on a bike, yeah. and they tell you that they're giving you caffeine. And it's a tablet, the exact same tablet, which is, just doesn't have any effects at all. And they give us both the same, but because they've told you that you've got caffeine in yours, and they've told me that mine maybe is something else, you've gone faster. So, but it's all mental, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's a complete, <laughs> it's, it's, but we, we think because we're taking it, we're doing ourselves a favor and, and we're getting better. A lot of the time, I can guarantee you, you will not feel... If, if I could put you on a massive dose of vitamin C 
Yeah. Now, if you're getting sick a lot, that could cure it. But I could put you, and I've, I've tested it with myself, like, you, you could be on a massive dose of vitamin C, you actually wouldn't feel any better because mm. you're not deficient in it. Yeah. So you could actually start to feel worse because you're overdosing on, vitam- on something like vitamin C, which sounds so counterintuitive, but it could be the case. So be super careful. You, you generally, your first stop after your groceries, like your groceries should always be your first stop. Get your decent food in as you do. Prepare your own food. Make sure it's fresh. Doesn't always have to be completely organic hey, and even, super you know, expensive. Na- na- nice natural food as well. Yeah. And, and a lot of times w- when we look at this, look at things that have not been pre-processed. Yeah. And again, I think some of the oldest, most basic advice is the advice that always gets ignored and people don't really want to follow enough, which is, you know, do your grocery shopping in the fruit and vegetable section. Then yeah. go to the, you know, if, if, if you eat meat or fish, go to the butcher's counter, go to the fish counter, buy your stuff. If your food goes off within two or three days, it's the right food. If you have food in your house that lasts for months, it's the wrong food. Like really, really simple things. And then you don't really need to go into these nutrition stores. Yeah. The other thing is when you do go into these nutrition stores, like can you actually pronounce some of the ingredients that are in yeah. some of these things. <laughs> when you like, can't pronounce them and you don't know what they are and you can't get the a- adequate explanation, walk away. You know, and then you <laughs> Google it and you're just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And you know, I know I know some of the some of the supplements that sort of I was exposed to when I was playing a lot of rugby, like one supplement had like six or seven triggers in that sort of sent you up, like gave you energy, but to balance it out a bit, it had four that actually brought you down. So yeah. uppers and downers at the same time. Oh, and it's man. just like, oh my goodness. And, and you're paying so much money for yeah. it as well. Yeah. And you can really, so I would just really think about how you're investing that money and just do it a little bit differently. As I said, a lot of that testing is actually available through your health insurance by seeing a nutritionist, some decent blood paneling work, some, you know, that stool sample that I spoke about. I know it doesn't sound the like, the most interesting thing to do and admin wise it is quite challenging uh, but it gives you some really great information so there are different ways to test what you actually do and what you actually don't need there we go great advice from marcus smith keep the questions coming nightline at dubai 1038.ae it's as simple as that grab us on the podcast dubai 1038.com forward slash nightline we also post up all of the show notes you can find marcus smith at Interfight Gym. That's interfight.com. Marcus, we've run out the clock. Thank you very much once again for coming out. We'll do it all again next week. Same place, same time.